Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. The Saints haven't named their starting quarterback yet, but Jameis Winston looked great last night against Jacksonville. Boy, it's amazing. We'll go, that's preseason, don't overreact. And then it's a preseason game, and then we overreact. Jameis Winston, he looked great last night. Taysom Hill looked inconsistent. The Saints, they've found the successor to Drew Brees. Slow down. It was Jacksonville against the Saints, here's the problem. We don't slow down. There's no stop sign here. And if there is, we glide through the stop sign. Jameis Winston can look good. He has looked good. He can look bad. He's looked bad. I like Jameis Winston with Sean Payton. He does have a great arm. He has questionable throws. He's going to have questionable throws. They plagued him in Tampa. He played for Bruce Arians, and they wanted to have an offense that uh, you're not going to risk it, and there's no biscuit. Okay, you're kind of asking for turnovers there. Make something happen. Well, fans in New Orleans, I guess you have reason to be excited, maybe relieved. How about that? Because there's still a lot of unknown in the post-Drew Brees era. Because how do you replace one of the more productive quarterbacks in NFL history? James is only 27. So he has a chance to be more than just a bridge quarterback. He does have talent. And maybe New Orleans is the place that he can put it all together. I'm not all in on James. I did tell you that I thought he was going to be the starting quarterback this year. I'm just not anywhere near all in on Taysom Hill. I am as a football player, but not as a quarterback because he is inconsistent. And I do like him being in there as a tight end, a return man, a running back, a wide receiver, whatever it is. 
because I do think he serves a purpose here. Plus, factor this in, I believe he's the fourth highest paid player on that team. He's going to play. He's just not your starting quarterback, in my opinion. But let the overreacting begin or continue. Jameis Winston will keep both teams in the game. But if you have Sean Payton and he can simplify the offense there and and try, it's hard to tell somebody to not be as aggressive as they were in high school, in college, and when they got to the NFL. He does make some throws where you go, okay, he can do it. That's not, that's not a ringing endorsement. Okay, he can do it. And he threw 30 touchdowns. Yeah, and he threw 30 interceptions. Yeah, I have to say this. I mean, his completion percentage, if you factor in interceptions, it's probably an NFL high. But he giveth and he taketh away. And that's really going to be the key for the New Orleans Saints. And this has to drive Sean Payton crazy because he would love to have Taysom Hill as his starting quarterback. In my opinion, you know, you you follow that uh, Trey Lance in San Francisco, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, get that mobile quarterback, that guy who can do a lot of different things. But could I say to Taysom Hill, you may have to throw 35 to 40 times in a game. He's not consistent enough. And normally in college, where everybody is completing 65 to 70% of their passes, Taysom Hill was not that kind of quarterback at BYU. He was a great athlete playing quarterback. Jameis Winston has a chance to be a very good quarterback. But that doesn't mean he will because there's too much Brett Favre in him, and he's not good enough to be a Brett Favre-like quarterback. He wants to make something happen. He's aggressive. But in the NFL, you got to be smart. You got to start there. Be smart. Know what you can do, when you can do it. And that's why I thought if Sean Payton can help him, then he has a chance. And so far we've seen that. But this isn't, you know, you can't go, yeah, I've seen enough. I know that he's the guy. It was still Jacksonville you played against. By the way, my biggest concern with Trevor Lawrence is who is the offensive minded guy, the offensive coordinator, the guy that you go, he'll be the QB whisperer. That's my biggest concern with Trevor Lawrence. You know, you got to make something happen here. And that offense has not looked good. They don't look like they're a real competitive team right now. And I know it is preseason, so I can't go, don't overreact here, but then I'm overreacting here. I'm just looking at the warning signs here. Because Mac Jones has Josh McDaniels. Trey Lance has Kyle Shanahan. Like, that's really important to have those guys who can help you. I don't, I don't, I mean, I know, you know, Justin Fields in Chicago. So now that head coach is going to be good for this quarterback, but maybe he wasn't good for other quarterbacks in Matt Nagy, even though he's an offensive minded guy. Uh, you know, the Jets, Zach Wilson, even though they don't have a, a veteran backup, they do have a great offensive minded coordinator in uh, Mike LaFleur. Matt LaFleur's brother with the, the Packers and uh, is considered a very bright offensive guy. Like, you have to have that. And you have a rookie quarterback going in there, and that's what I wonder about with Urban Meyer. Because Urban's not that guy. But who is that guy who will help these quarterbacks? And last night, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, I got the feeling that it, it felt like there were maybe 12 or 13 players for the Saints defense. Or maybe there were like 9 or 10 
offensive players for the Jags because it felt like whenever Trevor, he was running for his life here. But you got to protect your quarterback. Because as you move forward, you can't, you can't do any damage if you're on your back. But you have to protect that quarterback. And you have to make sure you keep somebody else in. If not, he's going to be running for his life. And he's a big target. And you saw last night where he got hit. These are small things, at least it seems like. They don't make headlines. But those are things that I worried about watching last night. Jacksonville needs to step up here. If not, it's not going to be a great run, you know, for Urban Meyer. And Trevor Lawrence is not going to keep up with these other rookie quarterbacks. But it's the system you're in. That's why when you look at Mahomes, if Mahomes went to Jacksonville, he would be a curiosity. He'd be a good quarterback, potentially a good quarterback. In Kansas City, you go to a team that's established. You got an offensive minded head coach, got a good offensive coordinator. You got a Hall of Famer at tight end. You got one of the most dangerous players in Tyreek Hill. And you got a good offensive line. Check the boxes. That's how you succeed. The later you go, sometimes the better it will be for you because you're going to a team that may not need you right away, is a good team, playoff caliber team. And that's why when you fall sometimes in the draft, like Mac Jones has a better chance. If Mac Jones was in Jacksonville, he probably would not have a chance. In New England, with an offensive coordinator in Josh McDaniels, and you do have uh, you know, maybe the greatest NFL coach of all time, so he has a chance to be successful instead of running for his life. And that's really important with the development here. Don't build up bad habits. And that's what Jameis did when he was in Tampa, build up bad habits. Now in New Orleans, Sean Payton's not going to allow that to happen. But just because he did well against the Jaguars, do not go, yep, they've got their quarterback situation figured out. Because in my opinion, they don't. He's their starter, should be their starter. That doesn't mean that he's going to be consistent this year. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The original light beer, 1975. Miller Light. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day, 
I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it. I would no, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com. Find the office nearest to you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs. Manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals, it's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. ESPN.com senior writer, ESPN insider, national college football reporter, Heather Dinich is a senior writer for ESPN covering college football and coverage of the 2021 college football season kicks off this Saturday. It'll be Hawaii at UCLA. Well, that snuck up on me. I was wondering, there's always that game in late August, and uh, I guess this is the one, Hawaii at UCLA. Heather, kind enough to join us. Heather, thanks for joining us. Explain what this alliance is. So it's kind of tricky to explain, but the best way I can describe it is the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 at some point are going to add a scheduling component to the way they're holding hands, right? And there were no explicit conversations saying, we're not going to poach each other's teams, but this is a response to the shifting landscape in college athletics. It's not necessarily a direct response to the SEC becoming the first 16-team super conference, but it's really an alliance between, you'll continue to hear the phrase, like-minded institutions, right? There are research universities in those three leagues that are some of the most highly regarded and this is a partnership saying hey let's share our resources and at some point become stronger in college football by figuring out how to work our schedules together but i'm trying to understand that at what point you have built-in rivalries with these conferences uh, out of conferences well how do you truly kind of engage these other conferences so it is these three conferences combining as one because we like the SEC is not bringing in the big 12. They just bring in a couple of teams. Um, that's what I'm curious about of how, how this is really the inner workings of trying to actually have a schedule that is conducive to having this alliance. 
Right. And they don't know the answer to that yet. They have not taken a deep dive on those conversations. And part of the reason for that is the Pac-12 still plays a nine-game conference schedule. So does the Big Ten, right? The ACC is at an eight-game conference schedule to the point you make because they have those built-in ACC-SEC rivalries. You're not going to lose Clemson, South Carolina, Georgia, Georgia Tech, etc., for the sake of this agreement. So what happens? And one of the other questions, too, is, look, if you fans really want to see Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin play those big games, right? We're not necessarily talking about an excitement over a partnership to see Wake Forest and Cal kick off at 10 p.m., right? So a question that they have to answer is, well, okay, if Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, those brand name schools, USC, are the ones bringing in the revenue, how do they share that? with yeah. the rest of the league. You know, those are a lot of questions that they haven't gotten into yet, but that they were certainly asked themselves. Why doesn't the Big Ten just reach out to USC, Oregon, Stanford, and just say, come on in? Like, we, we don't need to take Oregon State or Washington State. Just kind of pick what, like, the SEC is doing. That's a fair question. Um, Kevin Warren is, and, and we got to remember that we're talking about three new commissioners who are dealing with this. Kevin Warren was hired January 2020. Um, George Klyovkov in the Pac-12 came in about five minutes ago in July. And Jim Phillips in the ACC is a new hire as well. They are navigating this as extremely smart people and businessmen, but complete rookies when it comes to the landscape of college football. That's just a reality. And, and to your point, it wouldn't surprise me if Kevin Warren and George did have those conversations. And I think a big reason why the Pac-12 is, at least according to sources, driving the push for this alliance is to keep USC happy, keep them from going anywhere, right? And so where would they go? I don't know. Everybody wants to go to the SEC. You know, who knows? But I, I can tell you that sources have said that the push is coming from the Pac-12 to get this done. And part of that is because the TV contract expires and to keep everybody happy and in place. Also, uh, I was told that Jim Delaney, the former Big Ten commissioner, He's the one that is behind the scenes here. And when Jim Delaney gets involved, that's when things get done. And you mentioned that you have rookie commissioners here. Jim Delaney is, is going to lead the charge here. I'm wondering who gets left out. Uh, you know, with the Big 12, uh, what, what does the Big 12 become? So shameless self-promotion here. I have spent all day reporting what exactly those eight schools are doing. And, and I'll have that piece on ESPN.com tomorrow. But the bottom line is this. I mean, they're walking a tightrope between preserving the Big 12 and self-preservation. And there is a sense of betrayal again because they weren't included in these conversations with the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC. And the reason one surmised to me is because they'd already been poached. So there is a hope that this alliance won't prevent the Pac-12 from saying, hey, come on over here, some leftover Big 12 schools. But plan A for them would be to stay together and try to make themselves whole so that they could get another lucrative TV contract. But the reality of that is that's slim because they're not going to get any teams right now from any of those other four power conferences. So you're looking at maybe the American Athletic Conference or the Mountain West, and does that give them the value they need to be a truly vibrant Big 12 again? I uh, reported this yesterday that the alliance will probably try to push off the expansion 
because they want to get other TV networks involved in this, not just let ESPN dictate this since ESPN is in business with the SEC as well, that maybe it's 2026 before you have this. How does the fan benefit in all of this, Heather? When you're talking about expansion, are you talking about playoff yeah. expansion? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, ultimately, I believe the college football playoff is going to expand. They have a meeting in late September, and I think that this could delay it. I don't think it's going to derail it. Right this skinny minute, the college football fan gets nothing out of any of this. <laughs> We're status quo heading into that Hawaii game that you that you just spoke about. Um, in the long run, I think the college football fan benefits this from a, there's going to be more inclusion in the college football playoff, whether it's 8, 10, 12, whatever they wind up settling on, there's going to be more inclusion. I think that's what fans want to see. And two, I think you're going to see better football games. There is a scheduling push. I mean, regardless of whether or not you get automatic qualifiers and conference champions are in, there's still a selection committee component to this. People want to see good football games. And I think eventually we're going to see more of that and more inclusion in the college football playoff. But today it means nada. And I've been talking about this for years where college football is eventually going to adopt the NFL model. But I'm also wondering about the, the Premier League. Why not have a secondary conference where you can be, you know, schools get relegated like that. You have really important games at the end of the year. So if you're Iowa State and you're kept out of this, you can move up and then you get a chance to play. It would add even more interest, drama, tension to it, because it feels like we're going to eventually narrow this down, Heather, to 40 schools, 35 schools. And those are going to be the ones that are going to get the money and, you know, play for championships. Players are probably going to get paid at some point down the line. Like, I, I think we're they're going to adopt the NFL model, but I'd love to have them adopt the, the uh, relegation. I think that would be great. What do you think? So, so what you're talking about is all of this that happened this summer, which is snowballing into the NCAA Constitutional Convention that's going to happen which is a complete restructuring of the NCAA. How do you do that? And that's that goes in line with exactly what you're talking about because the Knight Commission, which is like the brains of college sports, is agreeing with you and saying, let's make college football a separate thing because the reality is it's its own thing, right? And there's the haves and have nots. And as we talk about this, that gap gets wider and wider. I have spoken to university presidents, university presidents, who have said, yeah, you know, an NFL light model is possible. Nobody knows what's going to happen and what this will look like. But this 16-team SEC Super Conference, like, that's real. What does it mean? And I, I think time will tell. But I think there's certainly a point that the NCAA, the Supreme Court, and name, image, and likeness, you can't rule this stuff out because it's real and it's happening, but it goes to the restructuring and the governance of the NCAA and what that looks like. That leaves us with Notre Dame, Heather. What does Notre Dame do? Winner, winner, chicken dinner, man. They, they, they are so great no matter what. You know, if I'm Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director at Notre Dame, I am clinging to my independence because as all of this moves on around, you know, they, they've got it great. And if the playoff expands to 12 teams, they're in it more often than not. Um, 
So I think that they're in a great spot. I think, you know, maybe part of this alliance that we were talking about with the ACC is what can they do to beat themselves up to try to entice Notre Dame to join them full time? Because, you know, they got this flirty little thing where they play a couple games. What can they do to really beef it up? They miss, miss the boat on trying to add Texas. Um, so is there anything else? Is this alliance help? Maybe, but I think Notre Dame might be in one of the great spots and people love to hate it. And they're probably going to continue to do that. Does the SEC go after anybody else? You know, I can tell you that a source at the presidential level in the SEC told me that we are not sitting here rubbing our hands together saying, who else can we add? Hmm. But if people call us, we would be fools <laughs> not to listen. <laughs> oh, right? okay. All right. You know? So we're not poaching, but if they want to be poached, then we're open for business. Right. Okay. But I do. It's important to remember uh, in the ACC, their grants of rights, which again, is another thing that kind of goes back to this alliance, goes, I think their TV deal is through 2035. So if you're Florida State or Clemson and you want to leave the ACC right now, you probably have to pay about $500 million, which is insane. That's not to say that it can't change or be pushed or fought in a couple of years. I don't know the answer to that. We, you know, who knows? I'm sitting here in the state of Maryland, which used to be an ACC school. It's now a Big Ten school. So they left, they got their exit fee lowered. Who knows? But there's a lot of other things that have to happen for other teams to leave their own leagues. Heather, great stuff. And uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest to you. 
Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs, manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals, it's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Chris Carter, Hall of Famer. He is uh, starting a new podcast in association with Blue Wire and WinBet. It's a wide receiver one, WR1, launching this Thursday. And he talks to wide receivers every week. And uh, not just about football, but also life and everything in between. He's got uh, Julian Edelman, Allen Robinson, Calvin Johnson, Mike Evans, and Jarvis Landry. Chris Carter joining us. How are you, Chris? Dan, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. What does what's the common trait uh, characteristic with all these receivers? What do you what do you have to have? You have to be able to catch the football. Um. You have to have a desire to continue to learning about the craft and you can't be contact adverse. <laughs> like you, you have to enjoy the contact part of playing the position. Okay. How do you get acclimated to getting hit that you, you kind of welcome the contact? Well, there's certain things in, in every business that, you know, they're not the glorified aspects of the business. And it's not that you have to like getting hit. You have to understand that if I understand the X's and O's, it can prevent a lot of collisions. But on occasions, the quarterback's going to throw me in there and the defense is good too. And you have to give them credit. So it's accepting um, some of the hazards that go along with playing the position. What's the best piece of advice you could give to a rookie rookie wide receiver, like Jamar Chase with the Bengals, who's having a case of the drops? What would you tell him? Well, all three of those catches were were fairly difficult catches. If you look at the first one on third down, um, the corner was off and in man. The ball was a little bit behind him on his back hip. A lot of times you're going to get that in those short yardage situations. So he drops that one. Not a very difficult catch, but I understand the ball being behind. Him. The next um, play, the coverage, they understood where he was coming. So he was kind of bracketed. So the corner kind of forced him inside. Um, the cornerback, the, the, quarter delivered, the quarterback delivered the ball, but the safety was breathing on him. So he had to make up his mind, do I lunge for this pass and get hit by the safety? 
And, you know, you could see the alligator arms in that aspect. And then the other one, he was running the smash route against man-to-man. That's the worst coverage to have against that five-yard dig inside because you have nothing to get the guy off of. So it was going to be a tough catch anyway. So me, that, that's part of learning how to play in the NFL, trying to get more separation and, and realizing sometime on that catch number two, um, it doesn't make sense to reach for that ball and that safety um, hit, you, hit you in your face potentially. Uh, what do you think is going on in Larry Fitzgerald's mind right now? He's probably counting his money. (laughs) I don't think he's going to play for free. He's definitely not going to play for the minimum. Um, To me, Arizona, they they have moved on. Now, they might have told him that maybe late in the season, but when you sign A.J. Green and you put him on a one-year, you have DeAndre Hopkins, arguably the best in the business, um, you know, and he's got a hefty price tag. And they got some good younger receivers that they've drafted over the last couple of years. So he's had a great career. Uh, the one thing that we all have in common when we play is one day you got to go. Um, some of us last longer than others. Um, some are invited. I mean, Tom Brady was not invited back to play in New England. That's why he went to Tampa Bay. Um, and, and that's why he went Super Bowl seven with Tampa Bay. It wasn't because, you know, New England was just, oh, they're offering him buckets of money. No, they didn't offer him a contract. And Larry Fitzgerald, I think, is, is facing a similar fate. But he's 150 catches away from Jerry Rice, 115 away from Jerry Rice's number. Um, if he wants to catch like 40 passes over the next three years, because, uh, you know, Larry, you know, he's not getting that much separation. And ultimately, you come to the end of your career. Like it's, um, he's taken a spot away from another young player um, that should be developing out there playing. That's the reality to it. No one's going to break Jerry. But but when do you know it's time? Like you said, you don't create separation. I don't know if Larry has created separation for quite some time now, but he was still a very valuable asset to that offense. But as a wide receiver, when do you know? Well, it's a combination of things. You know, is someone going to allow you to play that you can make a contribution to the game? And um, that's what he's been able to do the last several years. Um, they're in Arizona. Um, when do you know? It, it's very, very difficult because he's not going to find a job that's like playing in the NFL. So you're, you're, you're like a boxer. Do I take another fight? And find out during the fight that, you know, something I should have retired on the last fight. So it's a tough, tough situation. Um, I believe you should play as, as long as, you, as a team is going to pay you to play you should do it because there is no coming back and there's no job that would replace being an NFL player. Are gloves performance enhancing? Um, I just think that, you know, given technology, we have to embrace technology. So um, yeah, the gloves, they do help the wide receivers and deep defensive backs, linebackers, running backs, tight ends. They all benefit from it. Um, so you know, it's not, it's not just the wide receiver's advantage. It's the technology. The cleats are better. The helmets are better. The shoulder pads are better. The material, the jerseys are, are made in is better. Uh, the grade rate is a little bit better. So <laughs> it, it's all better. So, I, I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, you didn't wear them as a rookie. Yeah, because we didn't wear gloves at Ohio State in, unless it was a certain temperature. So you just got, when you got into the league, you you weren't wearing them because you didn't wear them at Ohio State. I mean, I just started off. Not, I didn't think I, I needed them. 
And then when the season is extended in college, you playing, you know, big blue in late November NFL, I mean, you got, you got five or six more games potentially. And it's cold on the East coast and that win and guys delivering the ball in the NFL, throw the ball hard. The NFL ball has a larger circumference. And when it gets cold, the point of it, it's a little bit harder. So it's harder to catch than any football out there. So gloves become necessary um, with playing in the NFL, especially with the extended season. And if you're on the East coast, what do you think we're going to look at with wide receiving numbers as we move on with this, Chris, when we're looking at the Hall of Fame, that it used to be if you got to a thousand catches, like you're a Hall of Famer. Now we're looking at a thousand catches and going, eh, I don't know. Like this, this pass happy league now, even even the quarterbacking numbers here, like what's that going to do? And what's it going to do to running back numbers? Can we say if you get to 10,000 yards as it used to be that you're a Hall of Famer? I'm just curious about these numbers with the way the NFL is going. Well, I think you have to adjust the numbers, and um, it, it is only one game. So if you look at a guy who plays Larry Fitzgerald, if he was to start his career today and he was to play 17 seasons, I played 16 seasons. So it really just gives him, you know, 17 more games than me over a career, which is really not that much, you know, if you're, if you're out there playing. So the numbers have to be adjusted just like any other sport. You know, I think that – you know, to me, we've always looked at, you know, 1150, 1200 yards as far as the receiver. Um, now, you know, I, I believe it's probably going to be around 1300 yards. Um, you should be expecting the top receivers. And I think that they'll, the top guys will catch between 145 and, and, and 160 um, as far as, you know, t- because they're targeted so much. So I think 145, maybe a little under 160, that, that, that would be the number when someone's having a record breaking year. Who was the defensive back that just figured you out or frustrated you the most? Well, I don't, um, hmm. I don't think you get to the hall of fame with someone figuring you out. (laughs) Um, so, you know, to me, I was in an era where there were some great, great, you know, defensive backs. It was at the end of the era where, where Michael Haynes and, you know, arguably he's one of the people that invented the, the, the bump and run. So then you get into the Ronnie lot, you get into the Rod Woodson, Deion Sanders, Daryl green, Aeneas Williams, like all these guys I played against multiple times. So what I've all, the best way to try to describe it is when you're playing against a player like that, you're trying to have a stalemate. You're like you're trying to draw even in that matchup to give your team um, still an advantage because he's not dominant like he is in the other games. Like you can't go into these matchups thinking I'm getting ready to dominate Aeneas. I'm getting ready to dominate Daryl Green. No, you want to have a stalemate with them, but if they slip up, you're going to be able to make some plays against them, and that's what's happened. They've made some plays against me. I've made some plays against them, but I think that grouping of people, if there was a skill set, um, that I would take of any of the DBs that I faced, I would say Dion, because he's a lot taller than people think. He's a technician more than people think. His arms are longer than people think. And bump, bump and run is the toughest coverage. And he has that catch-up speed. Daryl Green has it, but Daryl doesn't have the, have the size of Dion. And Daryl is more apt to let you off the line of scrimmage compared to Dion. He's going to fight you at the line and not give you an easy release. So the skill set, the body type, 
Um, the sizzle, I, I got to go with Dion. Did you ever talk trash while the ball is in the air? No. No, that's, that's, that's impossible to do. Like the game is very, very hard. The, the motor and skills to be able to catch a football and try to keep defenders and everything off of you. No, that's one of the few times I know you might be a little surprised. Yes, I am. One yes, I am. That you have your, your mouth. Yes. Like even a person like you, if you were a wide receiver, you wouldn't be able to talk and run routes and everything. I would try though. <laughs> I would, I would, I, you know, on that, that slant route that I'm famous for, I would, I, I would do that. Now, if the ball's up in the air and you're going deep and you're like, oh, you're going to get burnt. Like, I would I, – I, come on. I think that it's just too – it's too difficult to track a ball. Too many things can go wrong. Um, and you've got your full focus on, on that football when it's in the air. Do you have a – Most play, of the time – Do you have a play that still bothers you at night? No. You don't think, oh, God, I dropped that ball. No, I think the, you know, the Atlanta game of the 98 team, I'd like, like to be able to make a, another play in the game to give us a, an advantage, to give us a chance to go to the Super Bowl. But no, no. If there was something that's going to get me to the Super Bowl, I would be like, yeah, that. You know, Tom Brady went 10. I would like one, one trip. <laughs> would you rather catch a ball from Rodgers, Mahomes, or Brady? Rogers, Mahomes, or Brady. Um, I'm probably going to say Patrick Mahomes because I'm about velocity. The more velocity you have on the ball, the more RPMs, the, the less reaction time the defense has, and the more the more aggressive you can be on the defense. So hmm. it's not because I think he's better. Um, Aaron throws a, a very good ball, too. It's between those two. And just because – they just have more RPMs than than, than Tom Brady. If you, you said one pass, yeah. Now if you're going to play a game, you're going to play a season, you're going to play anything else. Tom Brady's going to win out on that because he's proved it. I mean, there's only been 55 Super Bowl. He's been in 10 of them. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I remember Jerry Rice <laughs> said Steve Young as a left-hander, like he, you know, he threw it. it it's a different ball coming from a left-hander. Do you, do you buy into that? No, it is. The, 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 spin, spin? the rotation. Yeah. It's, it's no different than a, a pitcher. I'm going to um, – I was talking to Dan Marino, and I'm going to go down and talk to the Dolphins um, probably before their first regular season game. And that will be one of the things that I will talk to them about because probably 70% or more of society is right hand. So most coaches – even think right-handed. Most coaches are right-handed. Most coordinators are right-handed. Most quarterbacks are right-handed. So when you watch football, it's very, very hard to see them operate on the left side of the field. People say, well, man, with all the schematics and analytics and everything, but you can't overcome who you are. And almost everyone is right-handed. And the right-handed quarterback, when they, when they throw the football, the ball comes off going from right to left because it comes off their hand this way. A left-hander, when they throw it, it comes off this way. So it's spinning the opposite way. So, for instance, 
If I have a left-hand quarterback in Tua and I'm on the right side and I'm a receiver and I'm running anything that's breaking to the sideline, I have to be careful on my break because the ball will tail back into the field of play. All right? If I'm running a deep route, a deep post, and I stick the post, he throws it to me. It's coming from a lefty. It's going to spin away from me. So I'm going to have to maybe hit another gear compared to if I'm the receiver on the left and he throws it to him. The ball's probably going to come back over my head more up the field. So those are the little things that, that mm. we chart and we make mental notes so that they know that, oh, okay, if I'm running an outbreaking route on the left side and he's a lefty, the ball's going to break away from him. It's, you can't overcome the spin and how the ball is going to be arriving. So the more information, it's like New England, the more information that they can give to the player, it allows the player to be able to adjust and be successful. And those are some of the things I've been teaching receivers for years. We're talking to Chris Carter. He's got a new podcast in association with Blue Wire and WinBet. And uh, it launches uh, Thursday, Wide Receiver 1 and uh, – he talks to Mike Evans, Calvin Johnson, Julian Edelman among the uh, luminaries there. Maybe have LeBron on and talk about him when he was in high school as a uh, wide receiver. Well, the contact got it. I think, you know, the, 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 high, the people um, surrounding LeBron, he made all state his sophomore year, but he broke his wrist. And um, that kind of ended his, his football aspirations. But as you have seen through the years, especially when he was with the Cavs, Oh, he's a big Buckeye fan. He shows up at the horseshoe. He has amazing gifts that he sends the team, you know, with his gear and everything throughout the, the last several years. So um, we're glad to have him aboard. Could he have been Moss? Could he have been T.O.? Could he have been Calvin Johnson? I think what he's done in the NBA, I, I, you know, I don't – LeBron's a tough guy in the NBA. I don't know if he's a tough guy in the NFL. <laughs> You know, it's, it, it's, it's like, if it was that easy, Usain Bolt would be playing somewhere. <laughs> but all of a sudden, Dan, you know, guys come up out the surface and they hit you and they say things to you. <laughs> and most track athletes, they, they don't have that type of temperament. And um, I would say NBA toughness is a different type of toughness and grit than what you need to play in the in, in the NFL. Now, I am going to tell you this. Guys have been successful the last 25 years. They're the basketball rejects. They're the guys that are small forwards and they average about 10, 12, 15 points, you know, in college and they're not good enough to play in the NBA. Antonio Gates, Gonzalez, these dudes, uh, Jimmy Graham, I call them basketball rejects because NBA didn't want them and they come into the league and they dominate because it becomes basketball on turf. Um, so that is great to see that how the scouting department is finding these guys that, um, you know, do have some basketball backgrounds. <laughs> it's great to catch up with you, Chris. And, and Chris had a great basketball uh, background as well. Probably could have played uh, basketball at Ohio State, couldn't you? I could have definitely played basketball at Ohio State, yeah. Right. Yeah, but, you know, my football career was already launched. I had to – I. Had, I, when I signed with Ohio State, I was supposed to play both, but then I got MVP in the Rose Bowl, and I got a little banged up, and then I really wanted to concentrate on my academics, and um, the weight coach, he challenged me to be the first All-American wide receiver, and 
110 year history. I think it was at the time. And he was like, you need to be with me at 6 a.m. twice during um, winter quarter. And you'll be the first All-American. You'll get that Buckeye treat. And I made a commitment to him and, and we got it done. How would you have done one-on-one with Moss in basketball? I think Moss is a little bit better than me. Um, he's a little longer than me. Um, he's a little more athletic than me. Um, I think that him and I could play on the same team because I could play the point. I'm not like you. I don't have to play the shooting guard. I can, and then I can play some hell of a defense. So I think we'd be a hell of a backcourt combination. And we have taken down many of fools on the basketball court <laughs> on the same squad. Yeah. <laughs> Straight cash, homie. Yes, he always picks me. <laughs> Great to talk to you, Chris. Good luck with the podcast, and uh, thanks for joining us. All right. Thank you, Dan. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.